Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. Happy Valentine's Day again. Happy second episode of the day. I'm really giving you a lot of treats today. Today's episode uh, with Lizzie Fleitas, she is an amazing dancer and an amazing, amazing crafter. Um, I knew I had to have her on the show. She always is doing something. She made a grass wall in her new apartment. She's amazing at hand lettering, which is what we worked on while making Valentine's. Um, She is just, she made a table during this quarantine. Like she is really doing amazing things as well as dancing and just advocating for mental health and for Um, people with ADHD, and she's just doing a lot of really great things. So I knew I had to have her on the episode, um, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this one and absolutely check out the YouTube video for this one because she really went in depth and helped me learn a lot about hand lettering. And obviously I had to cut that out for the audio version, um, but we were even able to have a third camera view for this episode and it showed really well the details. So if hand lettering is something that you're interested in, definitely go check out the episode on YouTube at Essentially Haley. All right, with all of that, let's get into the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. This is season two, which is still so crazy to me. Um, Today I am so excited to have my friend Lizzie on the show today. Uh, She is a dancer, a choreographer, a teacher, and she might be like the one person in my circle that loves crafting as much as I do. And she is always making something. She just moved into this cute apartment with her boyfriend and like made a whole grass wall. And she's been sharing a lot of it on Instagram and just making really fun videos. And I knew I had to have her on the show because dance and crafting, like, hello, this is like, this is where we thrive. So I'm really excited to bring her on. Um, We are going to be making some Valentines and she's actually gonna help me do something that I've wanted to do for a really long time that I'm obsessed with watching on the internet but am not really good at doing because I've just like, it overwhelms me because it's so amazing. and cool looking so I'm I'm trying to like give hints but not give too much away but um also we might be joined by a second guest today because if you follow me on Instagram you might have seen that I got a foster kitten uh during this uh past week and she might come and join us I have no control over it. So you might get to see a tiny, cute, eight-week kitten who might jump up here at some point. Um, So warning, if you're terrified of cats, just, you know, prepare yourself. Um, But without further ado, I'm going to show you a video of Lizzie because as you know, 
I always hype up my guests and this is a video of her doing some choreo from Marty Kadolka, who we all know is amazing um, and you know it's been awesome that we've gotten to take from dancers that we don't normally get to take from because of this pandemic so finding the silver lining um, so let's check out this video because this is a podcast you can't see the video but trust me it is great after the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yay! So cool. I tried to take one of Marty's classes on CLI and like my brain kind of exploded and it was a fail. So I need to revisit it because he is something else and Lizzie executed that so great. So let's bring her in. Let's everyone give her a round of applause if you're watching at home. Let's hear those claps. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is because it's February, we are going to be making some Valentines so that we can send them out to people because you can send Valentines to anyone you want, friends, family. It doesn't have to be about having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You could even send a Valentine to yourself because we should all love ourselves this is kind of like less of a, usually the crafts, it's kind of like, here's what you have to do. This is what the rules are, blah, blah, blah. But for this one, we're just kind of going with it. And you are actually going to help me with some hand lettering tips and tricks because I'm obsessed with hand lettering and you're so good at it. And it scares me a little bit. So first things first, what supplies do you have? I'll show off my supplies and you can show off yours. Oh, okay. I have a lot. Um, actually, just uh, like you said, because I just moved in, um, just finished like setting up my uh, like art station in our like office studio slash like dance studio slash art studio slash everything. Um, so let me show you my like little pen station. Um, I think I can switch this. Hold on. Literally goals. Here's my little pen station. Oh my gosh, let me see. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I have the same pen container. The the clear one? This one? Yes, it was on sale at Michael's. Amazing. I mean, honestly, being sponsored by any type of gel pen company would be the dream. <laughs> That's the goal for real. Okay, so these are the supplies I have. I have this kind of red cardstock and I have some white cardstock. Then I have some kind of Valentine's -y color washi tapes. I have double stick tape, of course. I have these really cute um, 
Valentine's stickers that I never use and I forget every year that I have them. I've got some stamps too. I have some Valentine's Day stamps. Apparently I really thought I was going to be like making Valentine's for my whole class. but um, And then I found this like little string. I don't know. And then some stamps some other like letter stamps. So that's what I'm working with. Oh, and I have just some other like cardstock stuff. So that's what I'm gonna be working with. And of course I have some pens. What kind of stuff do you have? So good, yeah. So over here, um, because we are just kind of going with the flow here. Um, I have some, let's see, these are from New Year's. I really don't have anything red just yet because um, my apartment was like Christmas, like threw up in my apartment and I was just so over it all. So, yeah. um, all the red is gone. Um, <laughs> everything <laughs> is just not that. So we have some like leftover scraps of like, this is from new year's. I made like a little new year's banner. So we're going to play with some like metallic foily colors today. Maybe some like black. We'll see. Ooh, edgy Valentine's. Um, Yes. Um, and then let's see, I have, like I showed you all of my markers. Um, we also have some felt. Let's see. Ooh. Ooh. Textures. Over here, we have some felt over here. Ooh, I love that. Um, we have some pins. We have some pom-poms. I don't know if we're going to use all of this stuff. Amazing. Um, but we'll pull it all out. And then I have some little Polaroids. So cute. Uh, memories. Maybe we can make some sort of memory card or whatever. I am obsessed with that. Some of like my lettering resources so I can um, show them off for anyone else that um, wants to learn. Oh, wait, I do have some red. I forgot that I brought I brought these up here. Um, of course, it's already finished. We finished them in like two days because we're savages. Yum. Um, we love donuts here. We're going to... <laughs> yes we're gonna cut out like some of the hearts and stuff from here just to like you know have a little bit like of a decoupage -y type Ooh. valentine's because that's why not what it, that's what valentine's are yeah i love it so. okay so while we're doing that i'm gonna just cut this because it's a huge piece of paper but while we're doing that let's chat and i want to hear everything about your dance background where are you from who are you What's your story? <laughs> so, um, I'm Lizzie. Hi. <laughs> I am from... <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, hey. Um, I'm from Westchester, New York. Um, and I grew up there my whole life and went to college in Fairfield, Connecticut at Sacred Heart. Um, and that's where I started dancing. So I didn't dance until I was maybe 19 or 20. I think I started dancing. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was pretty late in life. I was a cheerleader my whole life. So it, it like doesn't really, it does kind of count, but like I didn't start like really, even in college, I didn't really start training because I was just part of like a dance club. It was like purely recreational. We would just perform like on campus and stuff like that. Um, but then and my senior year, um, I took a dance accredited dance class because it's like in my senior year, our program, like we like founded a dance program at my college. So that was kind of kind of cool that I was able to do be like a founding member of that. But um, anyway, I took accredited um, dance course um, and it was hip hop with Miss Maria Cherniski. Yes, who she's actually going to be a guest. So in a few <gasps> oh months, gosh, I think. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have her on. <laughs> yes. So Maria um, was also a member of the dance club that I was in um, when she was at Sacred Heart. And um, she is a, like a professional dancer and she's done so many amazing things. And she came back to teach this 
course. And um, she's the person that really introduced the dance industry to me. I didn't know that you can like be a dancer, like as a career, like I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so she one day came into class and was like, um, brought in those little flyers, which like are all too familiar now, but um, the little flyers for Carnival and was like, hey, like bring, like, you know, come on out, I'm doing this show. Um, no one else really took dance like that seriously um, in the club or at my school. So um, no one else wanted to go, but I was like, I'm going out. Of course, on a Tuesday night, I had like an exam the next day. <laughs> I went all the way into the city by myself, which was like not something that I ever did. Um, so hopped on a train from Fairfield, Connecticut to New York City, um, went all the way out to my first carnival ever. Um, didn't know anybody uh, except for Maria, who is, you know, performing. And it was just like that whole night um, just kind of blew my mind. It, it really just like sh completely shocked me that they were so incredible. And it was the first time I think ever in my life that I was like, I know exactly what I'm gonna do with my future. Um, like, I don't think I've ever like, even through like all through college, my first like three years before that, I didn't feel like I ever, like I ever knew what I was gonna do with my future. It was always kind of just like, yeah, I guess I could do this, I could do that. Um, but then it came, it came when that happened, you know, that moment happened, it was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, this is, this is it. Um, I'm gonna be on that stage, like I, that I'm gonna do that. I can do that. So that's kind of where like the dance journey started for me after I graduated. Uh, I started going to BDC. Um, I was in like a little dance crew, uh, which is how I met Nathan. <laughs> and you know, it's just crazy. That was literally and Nathan's in the and audience. Nathan is watching. He's Nathan. in the comments. He's downstairs. <laughs> yeah, he asked me to be part of his like dance crew that he had started. And um, and that's how we became that's how we connected, you know. Um, and then we just like fell in love, la la la, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how like my dance like journey, I guess, started. And then um, I just started, you know, going to BDC more often, taking master classes here and there. Um, and then I did creating opportunities, which is where I met you at. Which is just yes. So crazy. It's so long ago now. It was but, um, so, that was like 2014, right? Yeah. That feels like year, like lifetimes ago. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how how like fast the time has gone since then but um yeah that's where it all started and then you know fast forward I just like really worked my butt off you know everyone kind of um a lot of people doubted me and a lot of people like didn't think that I was gonna do much you know in my careers because I was uh starting so late in my life and whatever whatever um you know I made it happen for myself which is really exciting crossed a lot of goals off of my list that a lot of people still haven't done that have been doing this forever which is uh something that feels really good and here we are you know uh, yes today. I know I was gonna say like I've been really impressed with just like the opportunities that you have created for yourself and just like how I don't know, like go-getting you've been and you've done so many cool things and you don't have an agent, right? And like no, you've just done it all on your own and that is so inspiring um, and it just shows that like if you want something bad enough, you can do it. Um, yes. So I was wondering if you could share some of your favorite dance opportunities and things that you've done. I know that you've Ooh, done a lot yes. of choreography and you teach and like you've done it all. So definitely share with everyone some of your favorite moments. Yes. So uh, some of my favorite drops that I've done, let's see. Um, I think, well, like to bring the story full circle, um, one of my favorite moments was uh, performing at Carnival for the first time. I'm like getting emotional. Why? 
<laughs> that was like because was we like, haven't been able to perform in over a year. <laughs> that that. Um, but it was a it was a really cool like full circle moment. Um, getting asked to perform at Carnival. So like for anyone that's watching that doesn't know what Carnival is, it's like this um, like big professional dance showcase um, that like it happens in LA like every month, which like is why it's not as big of a deal out there. But in New York, it's a really big deal because it only happens like once or twice a year, I think. Um, and yeah. it's like only the like you have to be like like asked to be um, to choreograph for it and you have to be asked like by choreographers to, like be in your, their piece or whatever. Um, so it's like always like such a big deal. It's not that like cop like I mean unless you're like an incredible dancer and like you've done all this stuff yeah. and you're like best friends with the choreographers like uh, then like you know you'll you'll be in like every piece but like uh, for someone that like someone like me who's never really been to the city you know trained in the city and um, didn't really know anybody um, it was just such a crazy um, opportunity for me to to be up there especially because it was only a few short years I think maybe a year a year or two after um, I had gone to my first carnival and, and was like, I'm going to be on that stage. And it was like the next year or two years later that I was on that stage. So um, it was that a really so cool, cool moment. Yeah. But so that was definitely one of my favorite, I think one of my other favorite jobs that I've ever done. And this one is like, this is kind of like for anyone that's watching, that's like trying to figure out uh, how to like create opportunities for themselves without like a, without an agent. Um, for me, what I started doing just because this is just like a little side story. Um, a few years ago, I had got called in um, by an agency to uh, meet with them about potentially signing me, you know, in the meeting, like the whole time I kind of just like, I just knew that like, I wasn't going to get signed, um, just by the way that the meeting went. Um, and like, like, whatever the context in the meeting, I was just like, yeah, there's no way that they're actually going to sign me. Um, but one of the things that I had asked, like, you know, I'd asked them for like feedback or what they thought, like, you know, some next steps I should do. Um, and, you know, I was told that I needed onset experience, like that I didn't have enough, I didn't have any onset experience or on camera experience. Um, and that like, I needed that to, to be professional. I don't know. I don't know, which is ridiculous. Cause it's like, like, how are you going to get experience if no one gives you the opportunity or like, you don't have like the means of like getting into the, like, and getting your foot in the door, you know, paying to create your own content and that kind of stuff. It's, it's yes, really, yeah. absolutely. So that was like, okay, I was like, all right, well, how do I get onset experience? So I signed up for casting network and uh, just started submitting myself for really anything, <laughs> like anything that I saw on there that was like, oh, I could do that. I, oh, I, I, that's me. I could do that. Like, and it was just like pretty much extra work that I got most of the time. So yeah, so that's like really, if anyone is like wondering like how to kind of like create an opportunity, like create those opportunities for themselves, like get onset experience and stuff like that, definitely recommend doing, um, doing extra work or like just going on casting networks, backstage.com, like all of these like um, casting websites going on there and um, just submitting yourself and just doing it, even if you're not the star, because like really the whole point of it, at least for myself, was to learn what it's like to be on a set, to work with people, to um, understand the terminology, the flow of like where the camera is, where the director is, like where the principal actors are, um, because these are all really important things that you need to know um, when you're on 
a set or in a rehearsal working with an artist or, you know, shooting a music video, like you can't get in the way. You have to know exactly like what the terms are, you know, uh, when they're asking something of you, like um, without directly asking you, you know, just knowing, you know, how to act around a principal actor or uh, like someone that's like a celebrity, you know, it's just like, it's, it's just really great experience. Um, and you meet a lot of people, you connect with a lot of people. And um, it's just a great way of like building your portfolio and um, networking. So definitely recommend that to anybody that is kind of struggling, doesn't know where um, to go or what step to take. Um, but yes, that was a, like the premise of this whole thing or whatever prequel epilogue. I don't know, whatever the terms are. Um, but yes, yeah, so um, my some of my favorite jobs came from, from backstage. So I got to do um, this music video with Steve Aoki, which is like, a really huge deal to me because that was like Steve Aoki like what the hell like it was Steve Aoki Lil Yachty and AJR who like blew up recently like they were they weren't really like that big at the time but then they blew up so um Crazy. that was a really cool job like we just were in like a random beautiful apartment in like Dumbo or something or we were just like basically partying <laughs> with uh, like Steve Aoki and it was just so it was just a really cool experience I met a lot of people a lot of cool people on that set um and yeah so that was definitely one of my favorite memories um another one is definitely when I did the music video uh, not music video uh, the commercial for uh the VMAs where they like shaved my head and then like shaved Sean Sean Mendez that into my was head. So um, cool. That was a really cool experience. I met a lot of people on that set and like I'm still friends with some of them. So like that was that's pretty awesome. Um and that's such a good point. Like that's such that's such a part of our our, you know, dance ecosystem is really being able to talk to people on set and make friends with people and stay connected. And, yes. you know, that's if you're if you're good at that skill, like that will take you really far, yeah. kind of no matter how good you I mean, obviously, you have to be talented. But sometimes, like if you get one opportunity that could set you up for so much like that's why they say, you know, like you only need one one person to believe in you because then yes. you can use that to make more opportunities for yourself and I think you Absolutely. do a really good job of that thanks yeah so it's it just um it's just crazy I mean that's some of like the the non-dance stuff that I've done another like I guess like one that's dance related is um I did like extra work on the deuce which like I got featured on that like a bunch of times um because it was a club scene so like this is another like tip I guess for anyone that's like looking to start like doing extra work doing the deuce like I, I saw the the casting call for it it was like club scene or whatever and like if you know anyone that's like done extra work or do, like works like regularly or is like in the union that's like an extra uh, or whatever um right. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes just because it's like who like really wants to like do that as a career but like whatever like right but some people do some make people the, make a, their living doing extra work yes. which is like wild yeah that's so much dedication and hours yeah. of your like literal hours and like I, I just like there's times where I would like come off of set from like for like 12 hours or 14 hours and I'd be like sore like I'd be sore from just like walking or just standing yeah like, it's, it's a or lot just like waiting around yes but um so for anyone that's like a dancer and is like trying to find things um that are like kind of in the realm of like dance or whatever um doing things if you ever see anything that says like club scene like so anyone that like does like 
extra work like everyone talks about how much they hate club scenes because it's like so like it you're literally there the whole day because there's so much movement and there's just like so many things that can go wrong and do go wrong and yeah so everyone tries to like steer clear of uh of club scenes but I saw club scene and I was like yes disco dancer okay like I'm, I'll sign me up I did it and so the deuce was if anyone hasn't seen that show is it's set in the 70s so it's a period piece it was really cool to be able to like um dress up from that era and um anyway like that was definitely one of my favorite jobs because um I ended up be being like um like a regular for that scene like every time they would do like a lot of club scenes so like like every single time that they would do like they were shooting a scene in the club like I would get an email and be like like please come back blah 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 so, so that was cool. cool I got to do that like a bunch of times like we ended up like you know like becoming friends like everybody that was like there basically like became friends. Um, and there was a lot of us. Uh, it, it was just also like really cool to experience like how they just took this like abandoned warehouse in the middle of like the Bronx or something um, and just completely turned it into a club on the, like it just looked like a, a, a whole club. So cool. So that was awesome. I got to work with like with um, James Franco. He was like the star of the show um, and got to like dance like right next to him like there's a bunch of um scenes where you just see my head like or like you see me floating like or dancing behind his head it's, it's just like really cool to be able to say that because like obviously I grew up like watching James Franco yeah so that, that was fun. so cool yeah and then and then like because I was a dancer there was people that actually got hired as dancers like and they were just like not dancers because that's like another thing is that like people that do background work like will be like um like we're like we're dancers yeah we do that but then they get on set and they're trash so then they you know oh no yeah they lie <laughs> straight up which like I'll tell you about one time that I lied that was really funny um <laughs> it wasn't about dance though um but yeah so they'll they lie and then they come and they're they're trash so then the directors or whatever people that are working on set will like look for different um people to feature and I was one of those people like every time like I like almost every scene that I did on the deuces you can see me very clearly dancing in um which, I mean and I was just like grooving like you know what I mean but like right it's but like still, it was cool. I so be, good like, I was dancing on the deuce you know um so that was cool the, the, the funny job which is also another one of my favorite jobs just because uh it comes up so often um was when I did um Friends from College which is one of my favorite shows I was really excited about that one oh, that one you got super featured in I that was like, so cool I, they should have paid me more I honestly should have got a pay bump for that one well they did give us a pay bump because it was freezing that day it was so bad it was so bad um but the funny thing the reason why like like so what I was saying before about me lying. Um, the casting call was for soccer players. And I was like, I played soccer when I was four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they emailed me and they were like, oh, you play soccer? I was like, yeah. They're like, do you have your own gear? I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> Went out and like bought some like oh knee gosh. pads or something. Um, and whatever showed up to set. And there was like, they were like actual soccer players like they were people like they're like all right just like play like uh, I don't even know what the term is um like a pickup game or whatever I don't know what you would call it um but they started playing I have no idea right like I I wouldn't I couldn't even tell you my father would be so I would have um, passed out <laughs> I, I was like oh uh, and it's my dad was my soccer coach when I was a kid um so oh. he would be like so ashamed right now um but hi dad hi mom I think they're watching <laughs> uh but yeah so <laughs> Uh, it was just uh, really funny because we were just like, 
uh, we were out in the cold, it was freezing and everyone's like, all right, we'll just play soccer to warm up. And I'm like, I don't even know how to play soccer. Like, I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing here. Um, but yeah, oh I guess gosh, everyone, that would have been me. Everyone was so like, um, concerned with like playing soccer and like being good at soccer that no one was like, uh, kind of like jumping in when they would be like, Hey, we need someone here. We need someone to stand here. Like, so I was like, I can stand here. I'll, I'll be right here. So that's how I kind of just like right. ended up being the, the high fiver in that scene. And people still like that's to this so day will smart. send me that scene. They'll be like, is this you? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So fun. Okay, how is your Valentine looking? I've done like a little situation. I know you've been talking, so it's hard to like multitask. I'll show. This is what I've done so far. This like is not great. I'm going to work on this, but I wanted to do our first game. Yes. Let me get it ready. Are you ready? I am so ready. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) I love It's time for Would You Rather. (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you it's completely random which ones I choose I should probably decide but for this I would love 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 everyone to who's watching to participate so we're gonna do would you rather I'm gonna mix these up and just see what is going on here and this is just my favorite way to like see how someone's brain works really quick um, because I was telling you earlier, so much of this show is about, you know, who you are as a person and dancers being full humans and not just like only dancers. And this is a really quick way to see how people's brain works doing Would You Rather. So, would you rather have a giraffe neck or have to wear clown shoes every time you walk? I think um, a giraffe neck because I think I have like sensory issues. So like if I were to have really like big shoes on all the time, I guess if they were like fitted and just the the top, like the front of them were big, then like then maybe the clown shoes. Um, but I would trip. I mean, I trip wearing regular shoes. Um, I've fallen like up and down the stairs so many times in this apartment that like it's just like like what? <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely oh giraffe neck. Would you rather have fingers and toes made of wood or have a spider appear on your head every time you get dressed? I really got to think about this one. Um, I guess the spider on the head, as long as it's not a tarantula, but I guess if it's like uh, luck of the draw and it's random, then probably the fingers and toes because, you know, I could just like, you know, now that I'm, I'm making furniture and I'm a, I'm a woodworker now. I know. I can't wait to get into this. I could just like chop my fingers off and just use them for wood. If they grow back, then you just have like endless True. I'll be like Groot. And then you have to buy... Yeah. You don't have to buy wood anymore. You could literally grow table legs. Yes. And then also like oxygen for the world. I would literally save the planet. <laughs> True. Wow. Amazing. That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's last them. one. Randomly picking. Ooh. Would you rather have everything smell bad forever or have to spend every other month walking around naked in public? I think, um, wait, everything has to smell bad? everything everything smells bad forever i i think i would walk around naked because i could do that at night like no one would yeah you could just like not go outside i mean like in this pandemic right every other month being naked no one would have really known exactly (laughs) so good okay well now i would love 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 i know we've been talking about crafting and stuff to talk about some of your other passions outside of dance yeah um so because i know you have a lot i have your your second instagram account down below Lizzie made it which you share so many cool things on 
I know I need to get better at sharing on there because um, I haven't in so long. I, I was like really on top of it for a while when I was like into um, like bullet journaling, like really heavily into bullet journaling. So um, yeah, for for everyone that's uh, that doesn't really know me, um, one thing that I'm super open about this, um, a big thing in my life is that I have ADHD um, and that kind of like controls a lot of like how like who I am as a person um which I kind of just like go through and just like learn how to live with um through a lot of different things like and this is also another um one of those like passion um project things that are like something that I'm super passionate about in my life is uh mental health and how um, our disorders kind of don't make us, they, they're a huge part of us, but like, you know, we can learn how to live, th live with them, you know, in tandem and that they don't define us um, as a person. Um, like we get to like reclaim our control over um, all of that. So um, that's like uh, going to be uh, something I'll touch on a little bit later, but um with ADHD, like I noticed that um, I'm a very like all or nothing type person. Uh, so it's like, I go through these phases of like, I'm obsessed, like obsessing over certain things. And then all of a sudden, just like cold turkey will never touch it or look at it ever again. Um, so, um, but it's, it's, it's really cool that like, I'm finding in my life that there's some constants in that, right? So like, dance has always been like, a, like since I started dancing um, dance has always been like a constant thing um, this is something that I've like struggled with for so long because it's like it's frustrating when it's like I really want to do something but like I can't do it because all I can think about is this one thing or like um, I know it's gonna it's just a phase and it's gonna pass and that's just been something that I've always uh, struggled with but you know with dance it's you know, dance, I've always found things in dance that I've loved. Right now, dance and I are, you know, fighting a little bit, but. Uh... I think a lot of people are, are feeling that, especially because it's like, it's hard because it, it's, you know, we haven't really been able to dance the way that we want to. Yes. And that changes things. And it's just, oh, I'm just ready for this pandemic to be to over. To be so over, yes. Go back to some sort of normal or some new version of normal that's even better than before. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, so right now, um, but but again, like I said, um, it's still a constant because like I still am dancing. Um, I'm still uh, finding different ways to um, to you know rekindle my like passion for it and um, keep it as you know something that I do because I love it so much. Um, so that's yeah, that's where I'm at with dance right now. But um, the other thing that's been like a super like constant in my life is. Uh, creating like I just love creating and I've noticed that um, creating like make just making things um, any sort of like type of creating something um, is the one thing that well so a it's like a constant in my life it's something that I, I always feel really compelled to do that I'm all like I'm always making something making that's why my Instagram I decided to call it Lizzie made it because it's like it's I make so it's many so different perfect. things and it's like it's just I'm always creating that's just like what like my whole like life is so within that now um, there's like the phases that I go through. So um, I totally had like a slime phase. Like I was like literally like making slime in my basement. Like it's so funny that you said that because I have never made slime. <gasps> and oh. it's one of the things for my 30 before 30, like I'm doing 30 fun things before yes. I turn 30. And one of the things is I'm going to make slime. So I have like the glue and the um, 
contact solution like literally right here oh so it's so funny that you said that that's like one of my projects this week I'm gonna make slime for the first yeah, time yeah it is so much fun and like you know what's cool is that like now and this is crazy because it's like uh, it happened so long ago when like slime started being a thing um back when I was like so into it it was like it wasn't really a thing right it was like up and coming and no one really had like recipes and like there was like slime accounts that like wouldn't share their recipes and it was like like just teach us it how to do so it dramatic. it was so it was yeah. so extra um but it's so yeah. cool that now it's like because so many people do it and, and like all these companies whatever um started making like slime kits where it's like you can make your own slime like you can just go to the store buy a kit and you can make your slime versus like before you had to like figure out you have to like do the math and the calculations like like a mad scientist much, like, like <laughs> yeah it was so it was so much um but that was that was funny like for a time like I was instead of going to take class like I would sit in my basement and just like make slime all night and this is like one of those things that like I was just talking about this today with someone that um it, it's just funny that for so long, I was like scared to share this side of me like that I was like artsy and like would do crafts because it's like, you know, you're you're for your whole life, you're always taught like, oh, like you do that when you're a child, like you have arts and crafts class, like in elementary school. And then like, you know, that's child stuff like, like, you know, you know, you don't do that you grow out of it. So it was something that like, I would literally just like, hide. I would literally hide in my basement and be up until like three in the morning, just like make doing these things and like like my mom can testify um like making a mess in the basement <laughs> spilling stuff like oh my gosh I've driven that 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 woman my parents are saints because living with me like like I was not an easy um child a teen adult yeah not easy to live with but um yeah, they they witnessed all of it, and um, it's just it's just crazy that now I'm at a, at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, I guess I'll like share it, and and people are like, wait, we want to see more. Wait, can you do this? Wait, you do that? Like, that's so cool. And yes. I'm over here like 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 not wanting to tell anyone. Like, just like so terrified of what people would think, which is so silly. Like, so silly. Yeah, and it's it's just so crazy. I mean, from everything that I have read, and I just recently did the artist way, and of any like course that I've taken or anything, it's always like working your creative muscle. If you're an artist of any type, working your creative muscle in a way that's different than your yes. chosen creative passion or like, you know, career, if you're if you're doing it professionally, yep. it's gonna help you be more creative yep. in general. Like doing creative crafting, like for me, that helps me unwind and it, it brings my mind into a place where it's open to think of new creative things because yeah. it's like you know it's like a muscle just the same way as dance like when you use it you get better and it things come to you and you know it's the same thing so it's like I think everyone should be crafting all the time I agree especially if you're yeah. a dancer because like you can't be go go going all the time right because you're physically cannot do so much all the time like some people are super athletic and blessed with bodies that could just dance for Our 13 hours a day which like good for you but also like it's so important to rest yeah. and if you can rest and still be creative I think that is so beneficial and yeah. will just open your world so I am a hundred and 35% down with this. Yes. And the crazy thing journey. about what you're saying too about those people is that like they're like there's people that do that and they're just robots. Like that's like all they do. And they're just like if you like really talk to them and like dig deep, because there's people that like I've talked to and like you like people that like you see like in every single class and like they're like, you know, always in the select group or in like the center of the video. And it's like everyone knows who they are. They're booking all these jobs. 
Um, and you talk to them and they, they a are like struggling with the Miserable. same things. That, yeah. Struggling with the same things that we are <laughs> um, like, like not happy. They're also like, why am I not booking where, when it's like, you were just like on stage with Rihanna or something, you know, like it's, yeah. it, they all like experience these things. And it's like, maybe if you like did not dance, like if you were just like doing other things then like, you'll feel more fulfilled and more, like, I don't know, like you're, you're, you're just more, um, like inspired and like, I don't know, it just like fills yeah. you. It, it literally just like uplifts you and fills you and, um, makes you see things in different ways. And, um, I don't know, it just, it makes you carry yourself different. Cause if all you do is dance or whatever it is, like your vocation or career is like, if that's all you do, then like, you're not going to have like that, you're going to literally become a robot. And then, and, and you're just going to be, it's going to be the same thing all the time. You're, you're just so attached to that one thing. Um, one, there's this book that it's literally like my Bible. It's like, it changed my life. If I, like, if I had any type of religion, it would be like, it's like Elizabeth Gilbert, Elizabeth Gilbert. I couldn't think of her last name. Is that her name? Yes. Is that really it? Yes. I've never read any of her books, but I've just heard <sighs> her name thrown about you so much. So, so like, I definitely need to. The book is called Big Magic. I talk about this book to everyone that I know. I, <laughs> I literally, um, taught a whole like dance workshop, mental health, like, awareness dance class um really based off of like her concepts that like really spoke to me um and they're like my like like this is this is where I like navigate from now like they're like my um uh I guess like commandments I don't know um not to like be like so like religious um but like yeah so the book is called Big Magic and the subtitle under it is like create uh, living beyond uh or living creative uh life beyond fear um, and the whole book is about like dismantling your fear and like just creating. Um, and there's something that she talks about uh, where it's like um, having a uh, like personification of your creative genius or, or your creativity. Um, you can call it your creative genius or you can call it whatever you want. You can give it a name, but um, like just separating yourself from your creativity um, is so important as an artist because because our art is is an extension of us like that's how we view it um, so anything that we make is just like so vulnerable and so exposed because it's like we feel like it's ours um, and there's so many layers to this that she goes into in the book but like the the biggest like takeaway or like one of the key things that um, she talks about um, is that like have like having that separation of like the artists from the art and like doing that by like giving your creativity a, a, like a name or some sort of identification so that you can be like if it's really good you can be like yes go off like creative genius or whatever whatever yeah Galinda. <laughs> i don't know why i picked that name <laughs> I don't know either. That was, that's a good one though um but yeah being able to like just you could be like go off but then if it's trash you could be like that wasn't me that was Galinda. like you know that <laughs> um Celinda so, yeah at it again exactly. making bad art yeah so it's just like being able to like like step away and, and and I know it's so hard especially when it's your career because it's like then you have that pressure of like I need to make a living off of this and that's the one thing that's like yeah. that's when it becomes destructive because it takes all of like the passion away from it and then it and it becomes I mean because it is it becomes a, a job and that's that's like 
not why you started it in the first place. Like you don't do art. Like you're not like when you're a child, like picking up a crayon, you're not like, am I going to get paid for this? Like, (laughs) is this networking? Like when you're in an art class, like with your friend, you're like, am I networking right? No, you're just drawing. You're just having fun. Like you're doing something that feels good and makes you happy. Um, so that's like what gets stripped away when you're, when you become like, when that becomes your career. So, um, and, yeah. and talking to Especially all these people. Especially with dance, too. Yeah. Like, with dance, it's, like, our literal physical body. It's, like it's, exact, like, yeah. it's not like we just made a painting and, like, here it is. It's, like, this is me doing the art. So it's so hard to find so that hard. that separation. Exactly. And then it's all then it becomes about your look. Like are, am I getting typecasted? Am I too big for this costume? Am I too big for that? It's so and that that's like what I was talking about in the class that I did is like as dancers like we need to start focusing on mental health because um like we I think of any artist like probably like I I think I could confidently say that like dancers are probably the most susceptible to like developing mental health disorders because we're literally and it's not even an extension of our of our um of ourselves anymore like we are the art like we physically are and if like we if we're if we're not physically capable of like doing a certain like skill or a certain whatever um that like it feels like it's like it's us like we're not like as a person we're not physically capable no it's just like your vessel isn't like fit yet and you need to tweak it and work on it but like we don't see it that way we're just like wait but like why am I not good enough and like why am I not this why am I not that like yeah and even uh, I think it's it's different even for actors because they're playing a character mm -hmm. but like for dancers it's like I am Haley dancing right now like I'm not a character so that is like even and then, Even and then I, I mean, think, obviously acting is hard, but right. I, I think that also like, because you could easily do that as a dancer, right? Like you have to be like, like Beyonce has like Sasha Fierce, you know what I mean? Like having, like you can have like a alter ego, but you know, coincidentally, I was just about to bring up ego, um, like as dancers, like, and as like, you know, people that want to be choreographers, we have that like ego. That's always like, you know, like, wait, but, but we are that person. Cause we want to take the credit for it. So that's like why I think a lot of dancers also like rather than like like you know they'd rather like sacrifice their mental health and like their um confidence um in like all of like the negative aspects of dance um so that they can claim like the small like percentage of like I did that like all of like the victories like they want to be able to like claim them so it's like you ha- you have to be able to have that balance and if and like I was saying before like if all you do is dance like if that's all you do and you do nothing else like that becomes a, like there it's it becomes impossible for you to separate yourself from that like y- like there's like you need to be able to take yourself oh, yes. away from it you know like that's why it's like like you were saying before actually I don't know if this was in um if this was like when we were talking earlier before, today yeah I don't remember we were talking about like um taking class and like like professional ta- class takers like like how that is like like you know if you look at people that are booking it's like they're not always in class because a they're either working or b they're just like they don't not that they don't need to but like there's other things that they're like filling their glass with you know what I mean that are making them happy and they know that it's like you know once you're in the industry and you're working you understand that like it's not all about class like there's other ways that you can work on yourself the the one thing that I noticed about myself is that like 
I think that I'm at my best physical, what's the word? Like, I think I'm, I'm like my best dancer right now. And I barely, I haven't been in a, like, you know, like haven't really been in a studio since before the pandemic, um, like have been taking yeah. class like virtually with literally like only Marty, like is the only person that I'll take from <laughs> now. Um, because I just like, I mean, it's Marty Kadelka. Like, like you, you have to, you know. How can you, how can you not? Right. <laughs> and like, so like, that's like, I'll, I'll take class, but like other people, like I struggle to like focus in their class. Cause it's just like, not, I don't know. There's something. And Zoom is so hard. It is it's so hard on Zoom. But I, but even so like through all of that, I feel like I'm my best dancer. And I think it's because I have been spending so much time away from the studio time away from people. Um, and just like, so like working on myself in other places. Cause now, like, I think my yeah. confidence has, has really like, like I don't even know I feel like I'm a whole different person like I'm so like sure myself to know yourself yeah as a person absolutely yeah and that can only I mean it's like the same thing they say in like relationships where like you have to love yourself before you can love someone else it's like you have to know yourself if you are a vessel that is creating art like how can you create something and and do it at your full capacity if you don't even know who you are and what you like and you know, it's, there's so much, I, I 100% agree that like mental health has to be more of a forefront in dance and, and in the arts because it's, it can only help. Yes, absolutely. A thousand percent. Oh, I love that. Amazing. This is all such oh, a great, know. such a great conversation. That was a, that was a great, like mic drop. You killed that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm very passionate so about it. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the whole point of this show. So like, I love that. Um, and so the next little section that we're going to do, we're going to do our, it's not really a game. I call it a game, but <laughs> questions. Yes, questions. So basically, these are loosely categorized by color. Um, and I say it all the time. They're mostly from a website of questions to ask your dad. <laughs> so they just had some great websites. So shout out. That's literally the website, questions to ask your dad. Go check them out because yes. they rock. But I'm going to pick randomly one of each color, and then we're going to see what you got. Oh, wait, that is not a good one, so veto. <laughs> Some of them are more deep than others, so if anything is too personal, feel free to say pass. We can always pick another one. You should also play. This is just a side note. You should also um, play We're Not Really Strangers on here. I... I'm obsessed with that and I want to get the game so bad. I should put that on my my birthday wish list. Yes, you should totally do it. Okay. Or have them sponsor you. You're so right. You you were like, yes, everyone sponsor me. I would love that. Okay. (laughs) These are okay. These are okay. All right. Pick a color. Uh, Pink, obviously. All right. What do you hope to achieve by 50? Ooh, by 50. I definitely want to be, of course, married and having uh, beautiful children um, with my amazing boyfriend, Nathan, um, which... Shout uh, out Nathan for the second time. Yes, Nathan. He's like my whole life. I'm obsessed with him. So if you know me, you definitely know Nathan. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely uh, have like having our family, like being like secure um, in our family, in our life. That's um, definitely like number one on the list. Um, I think by 50, I want to, this is a tough one. Um, I think I, 
my biggest, I think, goal, because there's so many that I could list, but my biggest goal um, would be a personal one. And that would be just um, to feel at least like mostly, not mostly satisfied, because there's still so much life after 50, right? Um, I think I want to feel like I know who I am as a person. And I think I just want to continue creating. Like, those are my my two like biggest goals. Like, um, I don't want to like, like have like expectations or anything like that. Um, I just know that like, I want to, um, you know, like create a family, like have a family, um, you know, uh, have people that I love surrounding me um, and, and just know who I am um, as a person, um, whether it be like, like, I don't care how much money's in the bank. I don't care like what I have or own. I just like really care about um, like being happy and um, like loving and creating. Like those are like the only things that really matter to me. Um, I could give you all these, uh, a list of other goals, but those are the biggest ones. I love, love, love that answer. Okay, next color. Uh, let's go with, what is that, orange? Okay, if you had to be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose? I have an answer for you if you if you don't know. I have an idea for you. Oh, there's a few. Okay, so there's a this is actually like a secret goal of mine that I really really want to do. I really want to be on the show Nailed It. You know the Netflix show? I feel yes. like I could totally win that. Like I'm very confident that I could take home that prize. Like I could totally do it. Um I I I've like have looked up casting like I'm like totally like I want like I'm gonna be on that show like that's a goal of mine I love that yeah I would do it that would be so fun and I would also love to do some sort of like I don't know homey like interior or art sort of show or something like that would be fun I was gonna say you should be on the show making it do you know that one? It's like a crafting show with Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler. Oh, yes. So I didn't know the name of it, good. but I have, I've seen like, like clips of it. Yes. After like the voice. And I stuff. think it's on Hulu. I highly recommend watching it. I haven't watched the second season, so we should watch it and like compare notes. Oh, but. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, let's go with blue. What is the longest you've gone without a shower? Oh, oh my gosh. Like a long time, probably. Like probably a long time. <laughs> this is a really funny question. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the worst. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> so but I really you are anti-hygiene. Yeah, no, I'm very like not hygienic. But it's funny because I'm also a very um, like, per- like I'm like very peculiar um particular about like um like how like things need to be clean so like when I shower it's like I'm in the shower for a very long time um when I'm like doing dishes I'm doing dishes like for three hours when I'm like cleaning anything it's like scrubbing every <laughs> little thing and I think that's why it takes me like it's like a feat um to have it's to all do or it. nothing again it's uh, yes <laughs> and it's funny because I spend a lot of time on like ADHD forums and stuff like that and it's like people will literally be like I showered today. I brushed my teeth today. Like uh, people, and it's like everyone celebrates each other because they know that it's like a whole thing. Yeah. So wow. TMI, but yeah, yeah, it's gone a while. I mean, we're getting real. We're getting personal. <laughs> okay, this is the last one of these questions. What was the most memorable toy you played with when you were little? Oh, um, I'm just gonna say the first one that came to my mind. Um, okay, there's two actually. Um, I had this Jane like uh from from toy story 
was like oh. like one of my favorite again like I went through my phases with my toys like <laughs> all the time but I remember um just like really loving my Jane doll um she had like the actual yarn hair and everything but um yeah I was a big like Polly Pockets Barbies I had Barbies for days brat dolls um <laughs> Betty Spaghetti I don't know if you remember Betty Spaghetti was that where her hair grows <laughs> and our, I, I yeah, always I wanted so, that yeah um, like you like twist it up and like her hair like yeah she had like some stringy hair um yeah I think my headphones are dying Ooh. um but yeah so <laughs> Betty's spaghetti and then I had this like one bunny stuffed animal that was like my life when I was a child so so yeah. cute okay well the last official question is what brings out your most creative self um so this one can be deep but um Let's see, my my most creative self, like I said, like I'm always trying to constantly create. Like that's like like my one thing. If any if everything else in the world were to go to crap, whatever, I'm trying not to curse. Um, but like if everything else were just to like be ruined, like I thought I think the one thing is that I just like wanna always create, like in any way that I can. Um, so that's something that's really important to me. I think uh, bringing out my most creative self because sometimes even creating is can be hard. Um, but I think just being open, like the idea of like um, finding creativity in so many different things, um, like letting myself have all these different outlets, um, like whether it be drawing or painting or like even something like cooking or like like getting like you know doing like hygienic stuff like cleaving or whatever like doing makeup like actually like putting an, an outfit together getting dressed in the morning um I think just like that idea helps me not get overwhelmed by creativity because that's something that I struggle with is getting overwhelmed by so many things and and then being paralyzed that's the story of my life so um I think for me um, bringing out my most creative self is just like using all these mediums, not not limiting myself to anything, um, not putting myself in this box of like, you are only creative when you do this, you know, um, letting creativity, like really be like, uh, the navigation in my life. Um, and just like remembering that it's okay to make like, ugly stuff or make things that don't matter um that my life or my being isn't like defined by the stuff that I make because that's a whole nother avenue that we could go down <laughs> like um yes. so yeah just like just being okay with like who I am as a person loving what I do unconditionally loving um just like creating unconditionally like that's the only thing that matters and just like being myself that's it <laughs> wow I love that so much okay so where can people find you? So you can follow me at Lizzie Flaytoss. My name is down below over here. Um, my Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everything is at Lizzie Flaytoss. Um, my art account is at Lizzie Made It. That's like specifically for like where I share all of like my art. Well, not all of them, um, but I'm trying to get better at it. Um, sharing my art stuff on my art account. Um, I did make a blog for it, like on Blogspot, like a few years ago. It was a, a New Year's resolution. I've made one post and never touched it again. Bring it back. So Start it. We'll I'm probably do it. something like that. Um, try, trying to bring everything onto all of my social media platforms without getting overwhelmed by them. But um, that, yeah. um, let's see what else. Um, 
Oh, there's one more, and this is a passion project that I, we didn't really talk about it yet, but, um, or at all. I don't know if we're going to get to talk about it because we're <laughs> We'll have to over. have a round two, yes. seriously, because there's so many crafts that I want to do with I you. Know. I mean, hopefully, eventually, we can, like, do a show in person together yes. because I think that would be so fun. So we could really show the crafting a lot better than this virtual thing that we're stuck doing. But Yes, absolutely. Um, so that, that – um, other social media account that you can look out for is called Artists Defying Disorder. Um, and I can send mm. that to you, Haley, if you want to put it in like the show yeah. notes. Um, it's a passion project of mine um, that I think has really evolved over the years. Actually, you know what, Haley? This is funny. This was actually my project for um, creating opportunities. I don't know if you remember. I was going to say, That's I where remember I, you talking I about this. this idea. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted it to be. I think my headphones just died. I didn't know what I wanted it to be at the time. And over the years, it's really evolved um and I think um I'm kind of still working on um the specifics of it but there is an Instagram for it already there's no posts but you can go ahead and follow it be one of my first few followers um and it just basically is centered around the idea that um we can combat our disorders through creation and through the arts so um that's uh it's just like a network that i wanted to start building and you know maybe we'll turn it into something that's one of those uh goals by 50 that's like on the list but um yeah, yeah if you guys want to go ahead and follow that um that would be great it's, that's something that's in the work still and uh should be coming nice. out in the next i'll definitely few share that in <laughs> the description and the show notes for the podcast that's gonna be awesome and then of course make sure if you're watching to subscribe to the youtube channel essentially Haley. um i have my dancers doing stuff show every week and i also post some diy videos and fun crafty stuff um, and there'll be some more stuff coming really soon. Um, and then if you'd want to follow me personally, you can find me at Haley Grove on Instagram or essentially Haley on Instagram for a bunch of DIY fun kind of stuff over there. And then, of course, subscribe to Dancers Doing Stuff on iTunes, Spotify, Google, any podcast place. We're there. And also the Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram. So, you got a lot of Instagrams to look yes. up tonight, people. But um, definitely check all of those things out. This was so fun. I'm so excited to see your final Valentine. When you finish it, we can definitely share a picture of it. It's going to be on Instagram. I'm going to practice my hand lettering. Yeah, definitely on Instagram. I'm going to share my uh, I'm going to share my hand lettering journey over there. Yes. And I, I am determined this year I will master it. You will. Or at least just not be so bad at it. <laughs> You're getting there. You, I've already seen some improvement today, so that's good. Yes, good. I'm excited. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you, um, Haley. And yeah, have a great night, and I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yes, absolutely. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.